Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Arya. And man, if I had thought about it, I would have, you know, worn my costume. I've been at work all day, though, but I still had time. I could have gone home and, gone home and changed all that. I went as Kamek this year. Kamek. 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 I don't know. Uh, it's the blue robed sorcerer from the Mario franchise. It's This the, must be after my time. Well, really? I don't know, Ian. Like, blue robed sorcerer? Haven't you ever played Mario and Luigi? I mean, uh, Mario Party? I think like I played on it one time. DS. Well, Kamek originated before then. Like, going all the way back to Super Mario World, uh, Kamek was in that one. It's the oh. one that shoots the little thing that turns blocks into, like, Koopa shells and mushrooms and just random yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's actually cloud, after right? my time. I, I got out of Mario, basically, in the Super Nintendo. That was the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I know. I never, ha- okay. <laughs> I never had a Super Nintendo, so that was, like, the end of the line. And it was the me. big bad in uh, Yoshi's Island, Super oh, Mario okay. World 2. So it's a bad guy. Yes. Ah, okay. But I mean, it's it was a really basic costume. You really like couldn't tell. Yeah. Okay. It was just a blue robe and a blue hat. I mean, I could have easily easily been Rosalina, just throw me in like a, a blonde emo wig, and it would have been exactly the same costume. Rosalina's definitely is. after your time, yeah. Who's that? Uh, Rosalina debuted in Super Mario Galaxy. Really interesting character. One of the more interesting female Mario characters. Another bad person? No, she's a good guy. Uh, okay. But you know, m- most Mario characters, they tend to be very flat, very safe, very... Mm, sure. Yeah. Nintendo is sort of, that's what they were known for, was safe for, for many years until they finally had, you know, Mortal Kombat and the, the outrage about not putting blood in that game. Eventually, they finally caved and started allowing more mature titles on their systems. You would think, but they also had the first transvestite character in video games. Okay. Who was that? When was that? That would be Birdo. Uh, that Doki Doki Panic slash Super Mario Brothers 2, Two going all the way back to the NES. Yeah, Birdo was... That was a transvestite? Yes. <laughs> the official instruction manual says something to the effect of uh, Birdo is a boy that thinks he's a girl or something like that. That's funny. And yeah. I, I just cool. remember Birdo having like duck lips all the time. Has like a little tube for a mouth. Yeah, the, what, the, the, the big nose with one oh. giant mm-hmm. nostril... This was the guy that shot eggs at you, yes. right? Yeah, okay. yeah, that was Birdo. I, I mean, I they would that. phrase it differently today, but there was... Nintendo was weird, especially in Japan. There was this mm-hmm. one video game. I don't remember now what it was called, but you had to prove that Birdo was a girl or something. This was like back in the early 90s as well. <laughs> Yet Birdo was caught trying to use the women's restroom or something like that, and you had to prove that Birdo was a girl. When you put pressure on somebody and say, oh, well, you can't express yourself as a trans person or you can't express yourself as a, you know, whatever it is that they're or or you can't have this kind of sex or whatever it is that the issue is, it's being repressed. You end up like, uh, I don't know, same policy's husband. You you end up hiding acting it. out. Yeah, or hiding you, it. you hide it. And also that repression results in what you hide becoming more likely deviant than you otherwise would have become had you were able to express yourself and not hide from uh, from the world, so to speak. It often manifests in hatred as well. It's like self-hatred? Well, it, it's not universally true, but many of the people who are outwardly homophobic, who hate, who loud and scream the most about how much they hate gay people or trans people or whatever, it's because they have... Yeah. 
attraction to trans people or gay people or something like that. So we've I mean, seen it so many times. You see it with the politicians a yep. lot, especially when they get caught. Oh yeah, that know. guy last year who was like anti-gay, and you he got caught with pictures of him like wearing lingerie at like a oh, club. Yeah, I don't remember right. seeing. And then he lost. I think he lost the re-election. He was that young guy that was in the wheelchair. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, I, I don't oh, remember yeah, his wheelchair. name. But it sounds like he deserved to lose re-election. Oh because yeah. I, if you want to, you know, wear lingerie, you know, that's fine. Go for it, bro. Yeah, but don't demonize people for doing that <laughs> yeah. and not hiding it. And his his response was. This is just the left trying to cancel me. It's not like I was wearing lingerie doing gay things. It was just me and my cousin playing around. Okay, but that's doing gay things. Oh, whoa, <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. The thing with his cousin was even further. Oh, so, yeah. It was no, no, him no, no, like no. touching his cousin in bed. Hold it was more than that. Video of that. <laughs> it was more than that. Wait, so, how could it be more than that? Madison Cawthorn was his Madison name. Madison was strange. His name. Madison's a strange name for a man. Well, but... It was originally a, a male name, I think. Really? Well, it's like Ashley was originally a male name. Okay. Well, anyway, he got, um, there was pictures that came out of him on a cruise ship, apparently. This was where he was wearing the lingerie and he was with just two other women. They were on a stage doing some sort of show, like you know, risque kind of show yeah. on a cruise ship. And that's kind of how he played it off. Oh, it was just all in good fun or whatever. And that's fine. You know, I mean, look, fun, if you're with fun. two hot women and you're wearing lingerie, that they were definitely... older, but okay. whatever. I mean, whatever. Uh, whatever your taste is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't judging the dude for it, but certainly people in the media were, and understandably because he's a hypocrite. Yeah, because of the the hypocrisy of yeah. it. Like, he was all, no no uh, deviant homosexuals right. around my parts in the public. <laughs> yeah. We have in the past, I don't know if we've done it every year, but we've certainly done it before, where we will go through the year's top Halloween costumes uh, and I do have a list, but it's not the usual one. Normally, we get like the breakdown of men's costumes and women's costumes, and then there's like another category for kids' costumes. I don't have that here in this uh, this rankings. This is just an overall top nineteen costumes of 2022 according to Google. This apparently. is like the most popular ones. I, I presume maybe most bought like. It, I don't know if it's by purchase or if it's by search. It's probably a little wonky because a lot of people, like me, I'm a vampire tonight just from wearing black clothes I already own and makeup I already owned. So it's probably a little wonky because of that. Sure. But I, mean, I feel like you phoned in being a vampire. What does no, that you, mean? Ooh, you, zing. Yeah, you, you, zing. you don't have a cape or... Yeah, she's saying we... we, uh, we you, you last minute, like, yeah, oh yeah, that's, I mean, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't count me as a vampire because right. I didn't go and buy a vampire outfit from Spirit from Halloween. Spirit, yeah. So, oh, Spirit, don't get me started. On that. <laughs> I, I made my own costume though. I didn't like. I mean, I didn't make it. I assembled it myself. I guess is what I'm saying. I didn't go to a Spirit or Amazon or whatever mm-hmm. and buy a chemic costume because you did pro- it the proper way. Yeah, yeah, one of those probably wouldn't exist. As a as a result, I ended up with like. Uh, the actual robe ended up getting shipped to Illinois for some reason. I don't know oh, why. No. So last minute we had to do what we had to do. And I ended up in a bathrobe for <laughs> Halloween. But I mean, it, it, worked. <laughs> it worked. It did. That's I, cool. I felt like I was in a bathrobe. It and is, if you looked closely, you could tell I was in a bathrobe. But because of the hat, it was wizardy. less noticeable. Mm-hmm. We also didn't like buy Trinity and Neo costumes to go to a party we went to. Ian just already has this long Matrix looking 
jacket coat I've had a trench thing. coat since I was in high school. It's like I was leather. like an angry teenager. See, that would have been cool. I would have loved to have seen you as Neo and Trinity. There's a picture. Because that, that fits. That fits the two of you very well. And I would have liked to have seen it. Black sunglasses. So, like, nobody's going to count that in any statistics. That's all I was saying. Right. Uh, and according to Google Trends, I guess, and this is being reported in various different places, the number one costume, should we go from 10 to 1? Skip the yeah the top nineteen, or well, should we go for all nineteen? I whichever one you think is best. But other cool ideas, costumes that I wanted to do, I wanted to do someone who lost all their money in uh, NFTs, <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to make that into a concise costume. That sounds difficult, but <laughs> it would have been fun, right? Who are you? I, I invested everything in <laughs> NFTs. You could just. Be a hobo, like make your outfit a hobo, oh, yeah. and then when people are like, "Oh, are you a hobo?" You'd be like, "Well, no, I'm somebody who lost all my money with an." Would you like to see my bored ape? Ten Harley Quinn, a character from DC Ew. Comics. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I wish the popularity of Harley Quinn would fade away. I mean, she she was the Stockholm syndrome abuse victim that was has been glorified by the media. It's it's almost sickening yeah. how much people look up to her and respect her. Listen. An interesting character. I'm like, she's a psychopath, a <laughs> abuse victim. Yeah, I find that really, really creepy and weird, and I don't like it at all. But also, her movies were supposed to have sucked, and anything I've seen about them was like, oh, that looks absolutely insufferable, but I've never watched one. I've never seen any of it. I, I heard this, the one they remade was better when they remade it, whatever that one was called. Bird of Prey? I don't know. No, the, the one about the group. Harley Quinn's like in a group of... Oh, yeah, where it was all the bad guys. Yeah, Yeah. that was it. What was it called? What was it? Something Squad. Suicide Suicide Squad. Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, Yeah, apparently they made one. It was terrible, and then they just made it again or something with a different director. I haven't seen any of those. The only things I know about Harley Quinn I learned from Arkham Asylum and Arkham Mm -hmm. City, the video games, which, you know, they give you a lot of backstory and character descriptions and stuff like that. And I think they had some audio tapes of of an actress pretending to be Harley Quinn interviewing the Joker or whatever. It's just horrifying, the, this character arc. And it's like, I, I, then you have other people who idolize her relationship with the Joker. It's like, yeah, I mean, if you want to have this psychopathic relationship, go for it. Some people are into that. Uh, number nine on the list here of most popular Halloween costumes in 2022, Cowboy, eight, Cheerleader, seven, Rabbit, six, Pirate, Number five, Fairy. Number four, Stranger Things. Apparently it has its own category. So num- 1980s was number 13, and Stranger Things was number four. I've never seen a single episode. It's a good show. It's I've pretty heard good, it's good. I haven't seen the latest uh, season. Yeah, I haven't seen the latest one either. But if you... Because um, you know, the third up, was just okay. It's Or the second, I don't know. It is. I, liked, I really like the second uh, season, but... The show, it you know, it's the it's the '80s nostalgia thing, right? Like the, the '80s is now four decades, roughly old at this point, and so the people who grew up in the '80s, they are all into old. this stuff, <laughs> and so you know, the, the that took me a minute. Sorry. Part of the fun of the the show for those of us that are in that age range, those of us who grew up in the '80s, is like seeing things that you kind of grew up with, right? Like, oh, like I remember, like, I don't know if it was the first episode or whatever, but there was this one radio, like an actual physical product that I remember being in my house back in the day. And like, they got a lot of stuff right as far as like the production design and the way the, the show looks. It's very, very accurate. So is it time period? The first season is definitely worth watching, even if you don't watch any other one. 
So tell me your judgment house story. Well, there's a few things to know about the South and Christianity in the South bef- before we really get into that. Okay, right? Yeah. Because there's, if you're a Southern Baptist, you don't celebrate Halloween. You, no. you do celebrate Halloween, but you're not supposed You don't talk about how you actually celebrate you Halloween. You call it like a harvest fest at the church in the gymnasium. Yes. So you do still have Halloween costumes and mm-hmm. Halloween parties that people go to. And they, some of them are actually called Halloween parties. You do occasionally mm-hmm. go trick-or-treating. But no, the main Would you event, be allowed to go with the devil's outfit or something like no, that? One time, no, not to a church. No, one no. time I went to a church Halloween party event where I was like, I don't know what to be. I'm just going to be a ghost. And I put like a sheet over myself. And my mom Uh-oh. was like, okay, but you're going to be the holy ghost if anyone asks. <laughs> so that's what I was for Halloween once when I was like five. She's right. They're very specific <laughs> about what you can and can't wear for Halloween mm-hmm. as your Halloween costume. You can't do anything scary. No witches. No, you could probably. No wolves. A pirate no wolves. is probably the most. Just as you far could, as you can go. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I did do a pirate one year, but so yeah. As raping far as, and pillaging, that's totally fine. Of course. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well that's in the Old Testament. So that's what they would do. They would have this harvest festival. I forget what what they really called it. It was something to do with the harvest. Um, Bonnie may remember the actual name of it. But, you know, there was usually, at schools usually had these as well because they wouldn't call them Halloween parties Mm because, you know, that's too divisive. So they would have the harvest festival at school and then you would have one at your church. And then usually there would also be some trick-or-treating somewhere along the way. And most of the families who participated in these Harvest festivals, they also went trick-or-treating. You just didn't talk about it. Okay. But that that was an interesting thing. Because the, the kids want to dress up. They want to have yeah. fun. They want to get, get candy. Yeah. And it is no fun to be the one kid. Because I remember growing, growing up uh, in Florida... It's not where I grew up in Florida wasn't the real South. They they say that the real South in Florida is like the middle of the state. If you lived on the coast or near the coast, that's not the real South. Like the the northern part of Florida near Alabama and Georgia, that's the real South, and the middle part of the uh, the Panhandle is is the real South. So it probably wasn't near what you dealt with when you were growing up, or maybe even what you encountered, Bonnie, because I know you had a, a fairly religious upbringing. But I do remember one year where there was like one kid in class who his parents would not let him go to the school Halloween party. He had to sit it out. Dude, that's rough. And that that's really sad. Sucks. I mean, our, our schools were smarter than that. They they didn't call them Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. They called them harvest festivals or whatever because it was just it was that common that parents would object to these sorts of religious connotations that they would just call it something different so let's talk about the judgment house yeah they're weird experiences but you're you're right what they it's a play that takes you through multiple rooms with inside within a church basically each one is set up as sort of a scene in this person's life and it steps you through their life where they were born and they had a happy childhood they were raised by loving christian parents and at some point they it took tu- a wrong turn. Yes, they turned away from God and got into drinking and drugs and womanizing and whatever else. And their brother, usually someone close to them in this play, dies in an accident. I think in the the one that sticks out most firmly in my memory, uh, the guy's brother died in the accident, in some accident. And then they step you into heaven and they show you hell. And the whole point of the thing is to terrify you into becoming what they call saved mm-hmm. yeah. and they're, they're fascinating from a psychological standpoint because it's it's a normal play with 
church people. It's not good. I mean, they're not actors or actresses, sure. but it's it's entertaining enough for most of it until you get to hell. And this is one of the things I will never forget how insane these people were because I went to support my father who was in this thing at the mm-hmm. time. I was an adult then, you know, well known in the community as had being you an been atheist. To them prior. I had been as, in, like, as a kid. I had been in one prior, but one. I didn't okay. understand it. Hmm. And it was that was a different one. I with a completely different script. That Same one church. Yes. Okay. But that one targeted evolution at one point, and the one that my father was in didn't. Like there was one room where there was a gorilla pretending to be someone's grandmother or something <laughs> like that, and they were like, "This is what they say we evolved <laughs> from." You know, it was that sort of thing. And I don't know if it was a judgment house or what, because that's just the one thing that sticks out of my mind about that. Yeah, but that's funny. But the one my father was in, I went there to support him, and it was all we—it was all innocuous until we got to hell, which was in a separate building from the main church. Mm-hmm. It was a shed-looking thing, and half of it was sectioned off with a chain-link fence. I don't think you told us what his role was in the house. Do you recall what he was doing? <laughs> he was. He was the main character, so to speak, but the main character changed from one room to another because it was this like person's from boy life. To man right. or something. Mm-hmm. So he was the main character at his brother's funeral or after recovering from drugs and going back and speaking at his brother's grave or something to that effect. He was the main character, remorseful, the cause of his brother's death or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what the role was, but that's what he was. And I went there to support him because when I was in high school, in junior high, I was in a lot of theatrical productions, and he always came out to support me. So I was like, fair enough. Fair is fair. And I I agreed that I would keep my mouth shut because I was an outspoken atheist. I was not going there to start a fight. I was going to their field, right? You were going there to see the lady with the kids. No, I didn't even know she was going to be there. Uh, that that was just a happy coincidence, and uh, I would never have dated her after what happened next. Uh-huh. So, so the scene from hell is exactly what you would expect it to be. You know, envision your worst case scenario of hell, and that's what it was. Except it was not vulgar, and it wasn't. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it was PG-13. There was no nudity or gore. anything like that. You could, of course, not. Yes, gore. Thank you. But there was everything. Short of that. Mm-hmm. And the CD player, or I assume it was a CD player, the speakers really sold it. You go into there and it's this dimly lit room. Everything's bathed in red. There's chain link fences and you see people like grabbing a hold of them and shaking them and begging Being to tortured. be let out. And yeah. there's people laying over there chained to the ground. And then you have this man in a black suit, an attractive looking man, a middle-aged Probably a little bit shorter than me, but just your clean cut, black hair, black suit, walking around, threatening people, you know, presenting himself as the devil. He's the devil. Yes, okay. it's a charismatic one, but evil and threatening, sinister would be the word that I would use to describe this person. And it was what you would expect. He was going around creeping people out saying, you know, this is what awaits you. But then he noticed the little children there with this woman and one of these kids could not have been more than seven or eight years old, and he was visibly scared, as you might expect someone to be in this particular scenario. He knows it's make-believe, sure, but when I was seven or eight years old watching horror movies, knowing that it was fake didn't make it any less scary, and some of them were legitimately scary, and sure. this was real life for this right. kid, right? Yeah. And they're telling him, this is real. This is what is actually waiting for you when you die, 
And the man got in this little kid's face and said, I can make you turn on your mother. The whole concept of heaven and hell is strange to me for this reason. I've heard, I heard this joke a long time ago is someone died and they, they get taken to hell and, you know, they played golf with their friends. They go hang out. They drink afterwards. The devil seems like a real nice guy. They're hanging out with their friends. They have a great time. And then they go to heaven and they go from cloud to cloud singing and praising God. And then he's offered a choice. Do you want to spend the rest of your eternity in hell or in heaven? And the guy says, well, you know, I hate to say it, but I want to go to hell. That's where my friends are. I got to drink and play golf and hang Mm -hmm. out all day. So he gets there and it turns out the hell is this den of torture Mm -hmm. and horrible things. It's like, wait, what happened? You know, this was, this isn't how it was yesterday. And of course the devil says, well, yesterday we were campaigning and then you voted, and now this is the result of the election. <laughs> it's cute, right? But it made me, what I took away from that was, look at how these people described hell. That this guy's paradise, the one thing that he would want more than anything else, right? He's with his friends. He's drinking. He's playing golf. He's mm. having a good time. And how do they describe heaven? What Christians describe as paradise. You know, this is... This is how you're going to spend the rest of eternity, and you're going to love it. You're you going get to get the harp with and everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's two sentences of, well, we were going from cloud to cloud, singing and playing the harp. It sounds absolutely horrible, <laughs> right? But that's how they described heaven. And this is why I've, for years I've been telling Christians, I will repent on the spot. I will convert to Christianity on the spot. All you have to do is sell me the idea of heaven. If you can get me to, if you can convince me that this is a place I want to go, Mm. I'll repent. I'll convert to Christianity. But I don't think they can do it because the best pitch they have is usually something like, oh, well, you, for for whatever reason. You get to see your grandmother and... Well, all the like stuff that I heard about heaven when I was a kid is not in the Bible. It's like... uh, uh, my mom would read the, these books by people that would say they, they went to heaven and this is what they saw. And none of that's in the Bible. So it's just like some lady saying these things. Like I was like, oh, I want to go to heaven because you can have whatever flying little animal you want. You can breathe underwater when I was a kid. And that's not, that's not in the Bible. I like the idea, and Bonnie, you might agree with me on this, that uh, God is within and that your life can be heaven or hell depending on what choices you make. Yeah. And your uh, beliefs and your mentality and what you espouse and how you feel. And it really is all up to you whether you have a hellacious experience or a heavenly one right here and right now. Yeah, and it, there's no proving or disproving what there is after death, whether there's mm-hmm. a book that says something or not. Do you remember the type of Muslim that Will Coley was? Sufi. Sufi, yes. I love... The mystic. You, I don't believe in heaven or hell, but... As far as takes on hell goes, mm-hmm. the, the the Sufi one was probably the most sensible, where it's self-imposed, and mm-hmm. it's basically you burning away your own guilt, and it lasts until you are guilt-free. Yeah. Hmm. You know, the, it, it's not eternal. Mm-hmm. It's not forever. By the way, most Americans think the U.S. is out of control, according to a recent CBS News YouGov survey found 79% of respondents Nearly 8 out of 10 Americans believe that the current state of affairs is quote-unquote out of control. Seems low. I wonder, what seems they, low. I wonder what they mean by that. 
Um, apparently, I don't. I mean, obviously, I don't have the full poll in front of me. When you think of the different ways it could be interpreted, the number really seems low because it's like it is out of control. If you can't think of it as out of control in one way, like I don't know, that's too much of a right wing way to think of it. Well, there's definitely some left wing way to think of it too, or monetary, or culturally, or. It is certainly out of your control and hmm. my control, and it always has been. The illusion that you can vote your way out of this situation is you know, something people need to finally learn their lesson on, but I don't think they're going to. No, that's exactly why they think it's out of control, because they're not exercising power over their fellow men in the way that think they should be able to. If only my politicians yep. were in charge, then we'd get this situation under control. And I think that... if you even just look at the debt you should be able to understand that it's out of control there's what, no way to control it the uh the the big midterm issue of course f- for most people is going to be inflation uh and and that's understandable that's the thing that is affecting absolutely everybody only the richest of the rich are the ones that can just kind of turn their nose up at it uh but it's hurting me everybody gets hurt by inflation and the Republicans are, of course, making it their big campaign push, right? Like, oh, well, if you put us in charge, we'll get this thing under control. And it wasn't under control under George W. Bush or Donald J. Trump. No, and they, they don't think about the fact that Trump signed a huge bailout package during COVID that was what kick-started the increase in inflation. It's just the, the 8% or 9% numbers, which, again, are inaccurate. They're low but those numbers didn't start coming until later. That's because when they print the trillions of dollars, it doesn't all flush right into you know the prices immediately. It takes. If they don't understand time. that, then they don't understand what those numbers mean at all. Because it means it's inflating that much more than the that month the year before. Correct. The point I wanted to make about the Republicans is. They're making inflation their issue. They're blaming the Democrats for it. They're saying our policies will solve this. But we all know that's not, at least those of us who are paying attention, know that that's not going to be the case. Mind you, I'm not telling you the Democrats are going to solve this either. They all created this together. Inflation isn't some magical force like this woman at the European Central Bank, uh, Christine Lagarde, She said recently in an interview with an Irish state broadcaster, she said, we do it. She's talking about raising the rates because they're doing that there, too. Right. So like the Federal Reserve has been raising its interest rates. And so is the European Central Bank. And of course, that affects the prices of home mortgages and other loans and things like that. And they always claim it's fighting inflation. So that's what she says here. We do it because we're fighting inflation, she says, that had, quote, pretty much come about from nowhere. Well, she said pretty much to cover all her bases. What? How? Dude, okay. Inflation is the increase in the money supply, obviously. That's what it is, yeah. That's what it is, but that's not what they call inflation. They call an increase in prices. That's what they call inflation. However, like, it's not hard to trace back the rise in prices. You said she's with some European... This is European... the head of the European Central Bank. This is the equivalent of the chairman of the Federal Reserve for Europe. And th- they know there's a war from? in Ukraine, right? Oh, and she blames that too, of course. Well, she blames Putin. Which is the fine. Next sentence. I mean, it's, not, it's incorrect. I but, mean, it, yeah. Putin instead of the tax or tariffs. Tariffs? Or wait, what? not tariffs. I'm, I'm trying to think of the word that when they're 
uh, restricting sanctions. sanctions. Yes. Mm -hmm. But at least blaming the war is like a cause. No one out there, I hope, I, I say no one, I hope that no one out there is stupid enough to believe that prices just randomly started increasing and no one has an explanation in a way people do think that because they believe that oh it's just greedy corporations raising their prices for no reason that was their excuse a year ago if that was the truth then greedy corporations would be undercutting people quote the energy crisis caused by mr putin no 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 it was caused by your european union Deciding to take a side in the conflict. That, that is what has caused your energy crisis. People are going to be cold this winter, likely. And that's because of the sanctions that these people put on the Russian government and people. Yes, I can't imagine any scenario where Putin or the Russian energy companies would have just been like, you know what? We don't like doing business with this entire continent of paying customers. We don't want to do business with them anymore. However, Europe and the United States and other Western countries decided that they were going to take Ukraine's side in this conflict by imposing a lot of sanctions on Russia. Right. And they thought, for some bizarre reason, that Russia couldn't in kind impose sanctions against Europe. I don't know why they thought that, but they thought they could just act with impunity and impose all of these sanctions and it wouldn't come back to bite them. Well, I think a lot of the times Europe backs just like America and mm-hmm. thinking they're untouchable, like, oh, Hubris. We're, we're Western states or whatever. Yeah. The one good thing I can say about the United States in this scenario is as far as I can tell, they haven't imposed a lot of sanctions on Russia. They, The United States, other than sending a lot of weapons to Ukraine and you know, if escalating the war by doing that, the United States has largely stayed out of it there have been sanctions um although they've been against the oligarchs or whatever they've been against putin and his buddies essentially as i understand it oh yeah i forgot Uh, about that which is still too much they should never have done it and then what really hurt was the american corporations joining voluntarily so it wasn't it wasn't that mcdonald's had to pull out of russia it wasn't that Netflix had to stop serving people in Russia or YouTube or you fill in the – there's so many different companies that have jumped on this bandwagon. It was this huge signaling, this this corporate signaling that says, oh, we think it's good. We'll, we'll please our masters in D.C., even though they didn't tell us we had to. You're right. I we'll have to just, retract my statement. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not sanctions. It's not like full-on – starve them out sanctions in the traditional sense of you aren't prohibited by law from doing business with russia as i understand it i don't think they've gone that far but you are for instance prohibited by law from doing business with iran or cuba in many cases that's been loosened a little bit from what i understand but iran north korea for sure you're not allowed to do business with people in those countries even though doing business with those people would actually help them like america more I want to bring Chuck on the line here. He's in Washington State. Go ahead, Chuck. Yeah. Have you ever seen the lunchbox of a sex worker, by the way? No. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, what does that mean? You know, is that a dirty joke? Oh, wait, no. It... I think he's trying to say, like, oh, it's not real work because they don't go. Oh, is... I, I, I'm not saying that. I oh. just want to know what's in the lunchbox of a, a sex worker. It's probably it something like we can't really talk about on the air. Uh, so what were you calling about? Take a lunchbox with me to work. I mean, do most people do that? 
<laughs> well, you work at a restaurant. I know, but so. even when I did it, it's like... It, Some people, people pack lunch. Go eat. Uh, most people probably just go and grab fast food or something. Like an igloo, an igloo cooler with a blue ice thing going on. Yeah, there, some maybe. people pack their lunch when they go to work, Aria. I mean, that's not unheard of. If you, if so, Aria, you eat out a lot, right? Like, so that's yeah. like how you do things. But people who don't want to spend that much money on eating out all the time, they'll make a sandwich and you know make their own lunch. I think adults don't really have lunch boxes. It'll be something else. But anyways, okay. I don't think that that was a brown bag, whatever. Anyway, Chuck, what were you calling about tonight? Sorry, I couldn't resist that. Uh, so you know, this whole thing with uh, vote for me. I'm a Republican. I have the answers to solve this inflation thing. Mm-hmm. I, I it really is kind of insulting, don't you think that? Uh, and you've kind of uh, picked up on this and talked about this earlier in your dialogue earlier in this hour, with the, some of the policies that the, the the Republicans have pushed that helped get us here. And I I just don't I I can't quite understand how they the, the Republican Party thinks that the American voters are that. Gullible. Oh, they are. I don't really think they absolutely I, I, are. I mean, just well, look at this. It goes on every four years. Well, every four I'm, years, I'm, one side tricks the other surge, side. Sorry, yeah, you're talking about surge voters for a presidential race, and we're talking about a midterm election where those voters tend to be a little bit more. Um, they tend to be a little bit more smarter, I think. I've no. heard this myth before, and I've heard the myth that primary voters tend to be even more knowledgeable and more informed than well, your midterm voters. Be a bit more than, than I, I, I have voters. never seen any evidence to suggest that people who vote in primaries or midterm elections are any more intelligent than people who vote in presidential elections. Didn't you debunk that, Aria? I would say that my running for sheriff did at least partially debunk that. The fact that no one pays attention or a very small number of them. Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases and legislation is now available for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037. George W. really likes Michelle Obama, and it's so cute. I mean, I know he, they're both evil monsters. Maybe but he's gay. George W.? Yeah, and there's a theory that Michelle's a man. Oh. You never heard that theory? I mean, I've heard it, but <laughs> when you suggest that George W. Bush is gay, the first thing that comes to mind isn't, oh, obviously, because Michelle's a trans person, <laughs> right? I don't know. If Michael she, Obama is what they say. Well, Obama accidentally called her Michael during really? a speech. That's where that comes from. I didn't know that. I mean, he was like, Michael and I did blah, 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 and just continues talking. <laughs> it could be the broad shoulders, too. I mean, I, I've heard people make the allegation, if Michelle is trans, I mean, good for her. Uh, she's doing a great job. Keep it up. There would just be a lot more weird stuff going on 
if she was, because, like, where did the kids come from? There's already theories that the kids were adopted by these people that they're friends with, that the kids look way more like. Mm. There's just weird theories. For one thing, she gets up, she's on, I think, Ellen DeGeneres, and she gets up, and, like, something moves around in her dress in a really weird way. That's where it started. I don't think it's just like, oh, she looks like a man. I don't, I don't think that they're saying that. is what you're saying. It was that, yeah, mm-hmm. that clip. And you can find it <laughs> online. And then, uh, what's her name, the lady that died? Uh, the, uh, the comedian lady, Joan Rivers. Oh. She said she was, like, walking through the street and some paparazzi's following her and was like, uh, did, did you read Michelle Obama's book or something? And for some reason, Joan Rivers just goes... Michelle Obama is a man. And he's like, what? Did you say Michelle Obama is a man? She's like, yes. And everyone in Hollywood knows it. She keeps walking. She died that week. Whoa. I love how deep this stuff gets. It's just so <laughs> crazy. I don't see any point in hiding it, though. I mean, it, it if, is weird. If Michelle Obama is trans, that's, that's a huge, you know, plus sign for the. But it might not have gotten him elected. Yeah, but it's over now. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right about that. So now you're like, well, yes, I was born a man. <laughs> exactly. If, if they just came out and, I mean, not, not that it's anyone's business and like she has to. I'm not saying that either. But if they came out and they're like, listen, we just want to uh, talk about the allegations. Uh, Michelle is a trans woman. I don't think anybody should be upset about that. It's just the weirdness of not only hiding it, but then pretending that the kids are their kids. I'm not saying that that is the truth. It's just the conspiracy theory, and I've explained it to you. I mean, how common is it that they wouldn't address like Even Lady Gaga addressed it with some interview. I don't remember who the interviewer was, but he was like, hey, you know, there's rumors that... Bradley Cooper? Is that or, who it was? Or not Bradley Cooper, dang it. It's another Cooper. Uh, he, Alan Cooper? I don't know his name. Anderson Cooper. He was, he was like, there are rumors that you have male organs. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, what if I do? Would it be so terrible? <laughs> Here's a fun one, since we were talking about the EU and their economic difficulties that they they want to blame on Putin. Did you hear about the Russian heating points in Europe? I did, yes. Courtesy of Russia, you can go and warm up at... Use electricity? No, uh, heating oil or no. natural gas. Yeah, but we presumably they're using natural gas, but we don't know. How does this work? Is this like a, a little... It's police just a place. box type of thing. It's like a probably probably just like a little shop or I something. I wish Russia like would that. do that in New Hampshire. Why? I mean, New Hampshire's okay. plenty warm. Yeah, we're okay. No, uh, but, in the in the winter it's not plenty warm. Well, they're they're trying to make inside. a point. They're, they're, no, they can do it in places where we're outside doing activism, outside of the court. Whenever we're passing out jury nullification things. Well, yeah, I don't Russia think is not that. heating up the outside <laughs> in no, the European work. Union. Oh, but uh, if they were doing like. Phone boxes. I see what you're saying. Um, but no, they're not going to do that here because they don't have the point to make here like they do in Europe. And basically what they're doing is they're trolling. This is really <laughs> epic level uh, trolling where, okay, EU, you're telling us you're going to sanction us. Fine. You've sanctioned us. Now we're going to turn off your uh, your gas lines. Okay. Oh, somebody bombed one of our gas lines. Oh, okay. Well, well, now we can't turn on the the gas lines even if you wanted to. I hadn't heard about that. Oh, you didn't hear about Nord Stream 2 being uh, exploded like a month ago? <sighs> no. That's huge. That's huge news. It was a big development in the, this whole European energy crisis situation, and there's an interesting theory that it's the United States government. Well, only because Joe it. Biden was uh, on camera during a speech saying, we have the means and we just might 
blow up oh, Nord Stream 2. It. I would do it. He I didn't would... say blow up. He said they were take it out or something like that. And we have the... We have ways of doing that and yeah. stuff like that. This was in February before the invasion. He said, if Putin invades Ukraine, we will take out Nord Stream 2. What's the benefit of doing that? Great question. So the theory, the best theory that I've heard is that obviously it's an attack on an ally, right? Like that's going to hurt the people of the European Union right. by taking out a huge gas pipeline that was full of... Uh, natural gas and ready to go and that the only reason it wasn't in operation was because the German government was refusing to turn it on. But it had been built. Russia had spent $20 billion building this thing. So it doesn't make sense for Russia to attack their own pipeline. It doesn't make sense for Europe to attack their own pipeline. Why would the U.S. do it? The theory is that it would benefit U.S. natural gas sellers because the natural gas sellers in the u.s would then get to raise their prices because then they get to sell natural gas to the people of europe that would be playing a dangerous game i don't think the u.s is that level of greedy at this point we had already seen and i don't know if either of you saw this video feed on twitch where somebody in russia was streaming 24 hours a day of a gas stove in operation with the current price in Russia of like per, I don't know, liter or gallon or whatever it is, however they sell cubic feet of uh, natural gas, but it was like, you know, a buck fifty or whatever. It was super cheap. I had heard about it, but I never actually saw it. They got banned off of Twitch right away. And what? Then There's nothing up. illegal or <laughs> shady about someone burning oil yeah you wouldn't think that would have violated their terms of service but twitch just you know they did what they did and, they want and that's that's some really good trolling by the way it's passive aggressive it's, <laughs> it's a middle finger but it's not it's not evil it's not corrupt it's not sick it's not twisted it's just someone trolling because Look, I feel bad for the innocent bystanders in Europe and the innocent bystanders in Russia and the innocent bystanders in Ukraine. I feel bad for the innocent bystanders throughout the world in general. This is why I oppose the state. It's always the innocent bystanders who are getting punished and who are getting called in the crossfire as states engage in these wars and sanctions against one another. However... Europe brought this on themselves with the sanctions against Russia. Yeah, I mean, obviously there are people in Europe who do not agree with the sanctions, right? In the same way that there are people in Russia who do not agree with the war. But unfortunately, they're all subject to whatever stupid crap their governments want to force them into. And so that's not to say that it's not like I'm with you. I I get it. There's... this isn't funny per se, what these people are going through, but I can still appreciate the humor in what this person did to point out the ridiculousness of this, this situation by making this Twitch feed. Yes, this so. is a lot more, a lot less a big of a deal than the war itself or than, you know, the actually taking a gun out and shooting a Russian or Ukrainian or mm-hmm. a European or however these people... However, the states would resolve these conflicts. This is just someone in their home burning oil on their stove. And that's funny. 
And so the next level of that is this story from RT.com about the Russian heating points. Their cultural centers that have opened in Finland and Luxembourg are now welcoming visitors who need to, quote-unquote, warm up (laughs) as energy prices continue to skyrocket, according to the country's Federal Agency for Compatriots, Living Abroad, and International Humanitarian Cooperation. I'm just shocked that they're allowing, like, a Russian business to even come in and do something like that. Well, they're not prohibiting, as I understand it, Russians from traveling. They're not prohibiting the Russians that are in these countries. Like, there's not a roundup of Russians and they're locking them in camps yet, yet. right? Like, that's not, that hasn't happened. And so they're not prohibited from starting a business or opening a business. And so the Russian government has people in a lot of places and they had some of their people open up a business that's like funded by the Russian government, obviously. And they can just afford to pay all, whatever the cost. I don't think it's just natural. I don't think there's any news here that this is one type of fuel or another. It's probably whatever's offered by whatever that country is in that particular city. I kind of understand the justification, at least for the initial invasion and the idea of, well, look, the people in, in Donbass tried to secede from you guys. You said no, and then you bombed the hell out of them for the last seven years. So we're just going to go in to protect these people on you know an international peacekeeping mission. I, mean, I understand aspects of it, and if that was it, if that was the full scope of the war... They seemed to go beyond that, though, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It, it would be more understandable. I still wouldn't support it because I, I just can't fathom too many scenarios where I would actually support a war. The body uh, that is that essentially has rented these uh, cultural centers in Finland and Luxembourg to allow people to warm up uh, has opened the... Uh, it's called Russo, Russo Rudnextevo... It has opened heating points, which provide those in need with an opportunity to get out of the cold while enjoying tea or watching a movie. Quote, little by little, the people are coming. In Finland, Luxembourg, they were already warming up yesterday. The film program is up to February. I think that means that they have scheduled movies daily all the way up through February. According to a spokesperson in Russian media, as the energy crisis continues in the European Union, exacerbated by anti-Russian sanctions and a sharp decrease in Russian energy supplies, Rosotrudnikstesvo said Friday, it added that, quote, human warmth from Russia and its traditional hospitality is what, quote, freezing human fa- or, uh, or <laughs> European families need. Wow. It's not just good trolling, it's good humanitarianism, right? <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. If, if they want to reach the hearts of the people of Europe, right? Mm. If they, they want to win the, what is the one I'm looking for? Win the war for the hearts of Europe, then little gestures like this But will it, though? Help. I mean, it could be the opposite uh, of that intended result. And I don't know what their real intentions are here, if it's, if it's anything more than just trolling, because... Couldn't it also cold? That's a lot of of money for just trolling. When the Reformed Satanic Church donated $50 to Carla Garrick Mm -hmm. as a sign of good faith because she was upset with me, the the Porcupine Freedom Festival declined a donation from the Reformed Satanic Church. We we wanted to donate to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. This is a Free State Project's yearly summer camping festival. Yes. And the donation was rejected in sort of a condescending way, saying, ha, 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 that's very funny, whatever. But as a sign of... serious. 
Yes, I was completely serious. And I would still do it to this day. Well, I, I couldn't do it at this exact moment, but you know, yeah. in, in theory, I would still do it to this day. But as a sign of good faith and as a token of forgiveness, the Reformed Satanic Church then donated $50 to Carla to the Senate campaign of the, who was then heading up the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And it was a sign of good faith and, you know, saying, look, we're not holding this against you. We're, we're still friends. Everything's still good. But, you know, I can't deny that it was also trolling. I mean, yeah. this, yep. And that's the best kind of trolling. It's when you can do something that's passive aggressive like that, but it's also <laughs> just genuinely nice. It can't it's, be seen as bad. Right. It's yeah. like you, you, it's like challenging them to be upset about this nice thing that you've done. Like we see out of Russia right here. It's like, here's an act of kindness. We can. The heating point. Yeah. We're going to let the people of Europe here go there to warm up. We dare you to get mad at us about this. On the other hand, the uh, the channel that somebody put on Twitch is back, by the way. It apparently had been banned, and then there was a large outrage. When it was banned, they created a second channel and just kept doing it there. Uh, but then uh, I guess there was enough pushback by viewers or Twitch fans that said, hey, leave this person alone. Twitch undid it. Uh, they even cite when they were unbanned. Apparently, it was just four days ago. The only thing I can see uh, that would be bannable about it is the Jesus-like picture of Putin. Yeah, they've got Putin with like a, a large light underneath him, so he's lit from. Oh, I thought below. it was a candle light. Yeah, it would it, probably it, be too dangerous if it was a candle. It gives you like a religious imagery worship Putin Very type vibe. So. Not Very that that so. should actually be banned, but I feel like if it was banned, that's probably what they would have used the excuse for, but they probably couldn't excuse it. But yeah, I, it's just a 24-hour feed of one stove burner with a gas stove constantly lit. There appears to be some sort of a device. I don't know what this thing is. There's like a incrementing LCD number... It's at number 298 right now. That's what I was going to ask. Is it incrementing how many gallons of oil or natural gas or whatever have been burned? I think it might be 29.8 degrees Celsius would be the temperature in the kitchen. Okay. That's fairly warm. There's been some news. There's an opinion piece that uh, you spotted today, Bonnie, and you wanted to share with us. It's by somebody who's... Begging for forgiveness for their viewpoints during COVID, as I understand it. I have not read this piece, uh, but they want, quote-unquote, amnesty, apparently. Yeah, but says we need to forgive each other for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. Hmm. I'm, I'm willing to forgive. I mean, I think it's good, and I think that's the best way for us all to heal and come together and move forward. And a little bit better than we were two years ago. I believe in forgiveness. I absolutely do. Uh, but are they actually sorry, this person? I, to me, it doesn't matter. I'm willing to forgive them whether they're sorry or not. I agree I'm, with you. I'm more curious about whether or not they've actually learned their lesson. Th that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it's less about being sorry and more about the conclusion they've come to. Because if they just say, okay, don't be mad at me, and you're like, okay, I won't be mad at you, but they don't actually change their behavior, they haven't Meaning actually learned, oh, we probably shouldn't just follow it, what the news says and then attack our neighbors. Right. The, meaning that in the future, they won't just immediately do whatever it is the government tells them to yeah and that's not gonna happen but that would yeah. be ideal mm -hmm. i'm right. going to forgive them regardless that's right but, because forgiveness is about you right 
And to me, it does me no good to hold this against my fellow human beings. Yes, they made a bad decision. They were monsters. Many of them were outright evil. They were misguided. And I'm I'm willing to move on from that. I, I must move on you from to, that. Yeah. You because, can't let it right. own you. And there, there's a difference between forgiveness and understanding what to expect in the future, right? Like you yes. can forgive somebody for their behavior, but it doesn't mean like if they ripped you off or something like that, that you loaned them some money and they stole it from you and they're not making any effort to pay it back. Well, you can forgive them, yep. but you know better next time to not give them money again. People across the board were horrific to one another. And this is on all sides, right? I'm not exempting the libertarians and the people who didn't want to wear masks or the anti-COVID lockdown people. They were, many of them were just as horrible in different directions and treated people who did want to wear masks as though they were just evil, horrific scum refusing to work with one another. They, both sides forgot how to see humanity in each other. And I think that's where everyone went wrong. And I'm willing to forgive people for that because I still see the humanity in them. And to me, as long as you're a human, you're worth forgiving. Mm-hmm. But they didn't see it that way. They stopped seeing humanity in each other. And I think that's where they went wrong. Well, it was easy to – I agree with you. That is definitely where some people on the freedom, quote-unquote, side went wrong. But it was easy to dehumanize people when their faces were covered, right? So Certainly. To some extent – I'm not I'm not blaming the them for it but you could argue they did it to themselves by de literally dehumanizing themselves. You could not even see expressions on people's faces and that actually contributed to I think some of this nastiness on both sides where yeah. you would have It's a, like the internet like how you can't actually see someone's face yes, on the internet so people are way more nasty. But in real life and so you started seeing it in like stores like you'd be in a, a Walmart or something like that. And the employee was hidden behind a mask. And, and maybe like somebody cough at someone wearing a mask. Like, that's rude. Like, if you're you're mad at somebody for making a comment to you because you're not wearing masks, so you cough at them. That's definitely rude. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I was going to say is the person behind the mask, the store employee, they were being less friendly than they otherwise would be normally i mean you could say oh well you don't ever get good service in a walmart but that that said there's at least my experience up here is you're more likely to have a, an employee smile at you or say hello or something like that hey do you need help with well, they something? have the moral superiority like i'm doing the right thing you're doing the yeah. wrong thing right now i'm only tolerating you because i have to well there were some people who were like that right uh th- there were certainly some people who got off on it and who Felt like they were morally trip. superior to others simply because they wore the mask or whatever. I'm not sure how common that were that was. I like from my own experience, I'd say like almost everyone who was working and wearing a mask. I think there were and multiple, my friends and I, stuff. I think there were multiple things going on. I think the much bigger one was that people in general were ruder to retail and retail and food employees or retail and service employees. Because the people were also in a mask. Yes. Yep. So, Bonnie, let's jump into this story here that uh, you have from The Atlantic. Is that right? Yep. It says, let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID. And I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I don't think amnesty is necessarily, necessarily the right word because I, I'm not sure. It, I'm just not sure it's the right word. All right. 
He starts off explaining that in April 2022, him and his wife would take hikes and they were really serious about wearing the masks and they would... Uh, in sig- 2022? Oh, sorry. April 2020. Okay. They would hand signal to each other if someone else was passing them on the uh, <laughs> trail and they had to put their masks on. His four-year-old son uh, would yell at some uh, another child that got too close to them. Social distancing. Oh, God. So they they drank the Kool Aid. Uh-huh, sure. They were fully propagandized. Propagandist, pro- propagandized. Propagandized. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And they were spreading that to how old was their child? Did it four, say four year old son? Oh, uh, they traumatized this four year old to the extent. Remember the the one we read about? Uh, who said ooh, people or whatever mm. when they saw people approaching like down they the were sidewalk? Afraid. Oh yes. no, people, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And now this social distancing, mm. dude. I don't believe in smacking people, but I would have a hard time not smacking your kid. Dude, <laughs> he yelled it at another kid. I would be like, smack him. I, good, yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't encourage violence no, either. Not, smacking children does not help their development. No. And obviously, we're, <laughs> and we're being just facetious. putting a mask on them either. I, th- I consider them both to be a form of abuse. Yes. Well, but I would at least be like, hey, dude, uh, teach, your, teach your kid that... Not, not minding their own business is a bad way to live. But that's the thing. Mm. This was all about getting into other people's business. It, it was. was. They had this moral uh, view that, oh, well, if you don't do what I'm doing, then you don't care about people. Let's hear the... Luckily, um, the next sentence is, he says, these precautions were totally misguided. Wow. In April 2020, no one got the coronavirus from passing someone else hiking. Whoa, mm-hmm. someone's saying this in actual media. Mm, two or, years later, but okay. Outdoor- Better late than never. Outdoor trans- transmission was van- uh, vanishingly rare. Our cloth masks made out of old bandanas wouldn't have done anything anyway. But the thing is, we didn't know. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 